0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so the goal today is to finish a Mapiel, but I realized that like uh, I realized that there were uh, <laughs> yeah I realized that there were a, a bunch of premises I mentioned yesterday that um, I was kind of feeling like I had already gone over. But like, I realized I only went over it on my YouTube series. We didn't actually go over it in this, you know. So, um, so I don't, I, I don't know how far into that we're going to get. But let's let's review what we said yesterday, right? So, what was the? Anyone want to try uh, recapping like the theory of homopial that we that we uh, had? Um, direct. Uh... Right. So the so I, I, the way I. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So so I, I still don't know exactly like how how uh unified this is in my mind, but I, I view it in two steps right now. That the way that the uh Budhiram said is um framing so the Bracha is on sleep as a as one of the mene adam So you are going to encounter sleep whether you like it or not. That's what Hamapia Fableshena is. Either you're gonna you know it's intermittent, you're gonna have it in portions, or if you deprive yourself of it, then you're gonna have sleep spasms. Or, right um and uh so it is it's uh, one of the topics in the autumn and um but the thing is is that without framing it then you're either gonna just not think about it or you're gonna frame it in some other way you're either gonna think okay fine this is just what happens to my body when I when uh, I'm awake for a certain amount of time or you're gonna view it as I need to sleep in order to uh to to rest like just like in a vague way or i i uh I sleep to escape the troubles of the day or something like that so what the Bruch is trying to do is, it's trying to frame sleep. As, first of all, it, it, yeah, it's, it's trying to frame sleep as as uh, a preparation for your vodeh like that midrash that he quoted, where sleep is good for is tovma ode because it allows you to rejuvenate to, uh, to toil in Torah. Um, so, um, and we explained that that's why it uh, that that is at least a reason for the appropriateness of the heirutones that are all about how you're going to encounter. Uh, things the next day in terms of, like, distancing you from a uh, bad encounter and, like, getting you, uh, you know, giving you your halak and Torah, all that other good stuff. Okay. So um, one of the premises that I didn't go into uh, is, um, like, I mentioned that Bruckles are – that this is something Bruckles are trying to do in general. So if you want to take a rambam, you can. I'm going to have it on screen here. Um, so the place where I'm getting this from is uh, – Two places. Um, so if you look in the Chalukas Hasfarim, which is towards the end of the Hakdama. Um, in fact, let me look at it here just so I can tell you the page. Uh, it is on, we want page uh, 23 in the one volume. So this is where the Ramah defines the theme of each book. Uh, obviously, we're going to do this in the uh, Mishnah Torah here uh, when we get to that. Um, so... He says for um uh, sheni, uh, So these the the, the mitzvos in book two are the mitzvahs which are constant or continual that we've been commanded in in order to love God and to remember him constantly. So those are two um Two goals of all the mitzvahs in Sefer Ahava is to remember to love God and remember Him constantly. We'll define those in a second, okay? And then go to Hilkos Brachos, which is the second to the last section in Sefer Ahava. Um, I don't have the page number uh, in front of me at the moment. And it's Perak
1: Olive. I'll get it. I'll get it. I
0: think
1: this yeah, page, yeah, what page is it?
0: 133 Okay. Yeah, so this is where he he classifies the um the uh uh the categories of brothos here. So he says, hold on. Um oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So he says, um Nitsusa say Minatora amazon, right? So that's the only braconidara says because of awesome. Mazon. Okay, skip down to the second. Uh, second uh, halakha. Um so you have to to say bracha uh before you get hana from any food. Um Okay, fine. Uh skip to number three, uh, halakha three. just like you make a bracha on on, on pleasure uh, or enjoyment, uh, so you make a bracha on uh, every mitzvah, and then you do it. So the kachamim established many brachos in the manner of praise and uh, and thanksgiving, and in the manner of request. In order to remember the Creator constantly, even though he, a person didn't uh, derive pleasure or didn't do a mitzvah. Now he summarizes. Turns out all the Bravos are of three types Birchos ha Hanaya, blessings of enjoyment, Ubirchos ha and blessings of Mitzvos. And then this next part, we have a, a textual discrepancy here, uh, and the authoritative mish, uh, versions of the Mishnah Torah um, are split. <laughs> okay. Um, Ubirchos poda, okay, blessings of thanks. That's according to the, um, the Sefer Hamuga, which is the version of the Mishnah Torah that the Ramam signed off on, saying this is legit, but then the Kafik and the Mahon Mamre call it Birkos Hayira. Okay, so not sure what to call it, Birkos Hodah or Birkos Ha-Yira. Hodah is a little weird, given the fact that he says the, this category of Barakos is Shevach, Bokasha, and Hodah. So it's not just Hodah, okay? Um, but then he says, mm-hmm. So that these are uh, in the manner of praise, thanksgiving, and request in order to remember the Creator constantly and to have yira of Him. Okay, so regardless of what you call them, everyone holds that they are Shevach, uh, Bukash, and or that they could be one of the three, and then everyone holds that the goal of those brachos is Zechira Sabore and Yirah uh, Hashem. And so the way I see it, there are three possible, like, objectives of barakos, uh in, in totality, They're, uh, given these two sources we just examined, is that they, they facilitate ava Hashem, Zechira Sashem, and Yira Sashem. And not all of them Yira Sashem, right? But he, he mentions that as a category. And the bracha that we're doing right now, Hamapil, which category is it? Is it a B'chaz Mitzvah, or Hoda? Ah, uh-huh. uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, interesting. So I, I've seen people say that. Um, claim shot is it's not, at least point to the Rambam, because the Rambam says there's only two categories of Birkas Hanah. There's uh, food and drink, and then there's Reach. Hmm. And everything else is... Uh,
1: I mean, also based on what we've been saying,
0: yeah. that sleep is basically just a
1: tool to, like, reactivate you for certain sure, tempting So, Yeah. that being said, it's not meant to be a, a, a for you. It's just Right. To...
0: Yeah, it's, it, so it, 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 that's why I think it makes more sense to say it's a yeah. on, on the phenomenon of sleep. And also, it's not, even the way that the Abu Dhiram phrases it, is it's not on the Hana of sleep, it's on the Surah of sleep. You know? Mm. Yeah. We
1: usually have seen
0: the food also that you only food is facilitated. Uh right. So food food does play that role, but apparently the broccals are structured differently. Uh that there is a category Brakas Hana, and uh, you've got all those uh, uh not all those phazals, the phazals of um Australia Hanos Minol Hzeblo Bracha or like kol Kul Hanena Minol Hoseblo Bracha Maal. And we don't say that about like you know, anyone who sees a rainbow and doesn't make a bracha on it, it you know, is, uh, you know, like, uh, is, you know, is transgressing me'ila, you know, like, or as cool as al you know. Yeah, so, like, it uh, you're right about the role of food, but I guess in brachos, it's another category. And also, like, you could even see, like, um, I, I don't know if this shows up in halakha, but the way the Buran presented it, you have the bracha de raisa of mazon, which is on food, after eating, right. and then the brachos ha'na'a are extensions of that. And then Birchas Hamitzvah is, in some sense, an extension of that. Like, this is pain. And then, like, and then Brachas so Rabbis Tiknu Koham Derech Shavu like it's uh, it, So, like, it's proximity to the Doraisa is different. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so what we need to do now, yeah. Not to get off that,
1: Sure. Just like, you a know, send it to two. How would you um, distinguish? Uh, z'chir-shem, z'chir-shem.
0: That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the next thing we have to do is define Avashem, uh and Zakhirashem. Because I, I
1: always understood Yerashem to be like God consciousness, that you're in a constant you know, uh, remembrance of him. He's always right you, and therefore you're going to be in a state of awe.
0: Right. Yeah, okay, good. So so let, let's review the wrongless definitions of Avashem and yor-shem. Um So this is in Hilkos Yusodeh, HaTorah, chapter 2, uh, Halakha Aleph. Uh, which in the one volume is going to be on page twenty. Oh, sorry, thirty-five. Okay, so um, and obviously this is a huge topic. We're just doing this in order to uh, you know familiar, give, give us a working definition. So Hakel haNiqbal this uh, revered and awesome God, Mitzvah it It is a mitzvah to love Him and to to be in awe of Him. as it says, you should love Hashem your God. And Hashem your God you shall revere. What is the uh, the way of of loving Him and fearing Him? So first He, he does love. Uh, at the time when man contemplates his his works or his actions and his wondrous great creations, and that's referring to the um, the I'm referring to all of them, but the great creations means physically big, meaning he's talking about like astronomy. Okay. Um hand that's clear from the end of the Parak Talad in Helpasi's Torah. Vir Mehan locates and he sees in them a wisdom which is uh which is without you know which is invaluable and without end. umisave He immediately loves, praises, glorifies, and is filled with a tremendous yearning to know the great name as David says sama my soul thirsts for God for the living God so that's in a nutshell is uh, is you contemplate God's manifest in the universe and you're filled with a tremendous desire to know God even more um, just one second here I have a I, 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 I can't help but pair this with uh, so in, in my uh, my classrooms um, uh that i've had in the past i usually have a um hold on just a second i have a wall of quotations uh yeah and um yeah uh hold on just a second here uh, um so hold on
1: i always forget to close my whatsapp phone on my computer before i get uh,
0: recorded uh share. um so Einstein has a very similar description of, uh, of Abba Hashem, uh, which I, 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 in, in my classrooms, I pair them uh, next to each other. Uh, let me just find it here. Einstein, he says, um, hold on, sorry, we do this ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man and one in the face of which we with our modest powers must feel humble. This knowledge, this feeling, that is the core of the true religious sentiment. You know, so that's, uh, you know, very close to what the Ram is describing. In fact, actually, it's close to the Avishem, but it's also close to the Yerushashem, which we're about to read. He says, so now he says, And pause there for one second because it's easy to translate this uh, loosely. So what verb did he use about man's uh, action in Ava Uh boning. He's bonin. right? And here it's mechashiv. How do you characterize the difference between misbonin and mechashiv? And? While you answer that, we will get the answer physically. Hmm. It
1: gives it,
0: like, the understand and the, uh, so understand, I think, is good for the misbonin, yeah. right? So there, the goal is you're thinking about it with the intention to un- to gain knowledge, right? Yeah. Uh, to gain insight. But uh, Makhachev is just like thinking about it,
1: like not necess- like, assuming you're not or not not assume, but, like not assuming that you're going to get somewhere. Or That's
0: not, interesting. So not not that you're going to get to the end. Okay, interesting, I, uh, it's, it's possible, but I guess I would need to see instances of that where it's yeah. used that way to, to be convinced. Like it, it's plausible, but yeah. Yeah, I was thinking along the same lines. Yeah. Makhachev would mean more like ponder. Right. Like uh-huh. like let the thought like just take its own course in your mind. Uh-huh. So um, I, I hear, so uh, my understanding of, of Makhachev, now I'm, what I'm about to read from, this is from the first of the Shmona Parakim, which is the Ram's introduction to uh, Pirkei Avos uh, and uh, to his commentary on and, um, and in it, he goes through the components of the soul. And one of the components of the soul is the rational element, the rational faculty. And he divides that into different categories. Now I'm aware that this is, um, uh, written in Arabic. So what I'm reading is a translation, but I'm fairly certain that this translation, uh, that we should, we should take it at face value because, uh, again, this is Kaf and he's like translating into the most accurate Hebrew understanding here. So he says the rational faculty, that's the, the part of man through which he comprehends uh, or by which he comprehends. And that, this is what he uses to think. And this is what he acquires ideas with or knowledges or sciences, however you want to try to And this is what he uses to discri- differentiate between the good and the bad in actions. All right. So these actions, meaning the actions of the uh, that have good or bad, or the or I don't know if he, I think he means the actions of the the rational faculty, mehem maasi iuni. They're practical. Some of them are practical and some of them are theoretical, like our distinction about books, right? Um, that practical means how to do or make something, and theoretical is what is or is not true. Vahmaasi and the practical, mimenu malachti umimenu machashavti. Okay. Um, some of the, the practical thoughts are malachti, however you want to translate that, um, uh, skill or technique or craft. And the other ones are machashavti, okay? Um, and, uh, and then he defines, and then he says and then the theoretical thoughts, hu asher bo yedah adam That is um, the thoughts by which man knows the, the unchanging existences as they are, meaning ideas. Okay, or, 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 or the unchanging phenomena. That's what we mean by madaim. Okay, what does madaim mean? So the, this is the type of thinking we use to learn crafts, like uh, carpentry, nagrus, I think it's carpentry. I always forget if it's carpentry or blacksmithing. I think it's carpentry. Uh, and and agriculture and medicine and ship. Thing, not shipping, uh, softness, like a uh, ship yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a term for that, I know. Is it like building boats specifically? Yeah, I think so, right? I mean, like seeing as a boat. Yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, is there I a think term for ship? It's build? just ship building. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, the right. person who
1: does it is a shipwright.
0: Bahamach this is what we want to get. Bahamach HaShavti, hu asher bo, khoshev al-dabar shuhu rozeh laasoso, <laughs> bisman shir Soso laasoso, efshar laasoso, o love so Mahshavti is the type of thinking that you think about something that you want to do uh, at the time that you want to do it, if it is possible to do or not. And if it is possible, how it should be done. Uh, yeah, so what? So, makshavti is, uh, so I guess going back to the thoughts, right? So you have ma'asi and uni, So let's say action-based thinking and theoretical thinking. And then within action based thinking, you have craft learning, which is how to do or make something, and then mahasavti, which is practical thinking, actually doing action. So machshava is associated with, with, with thought, thoughts connected to action. So refer, reflecting back to the Mishnah Torah here, I understand misbonin to be I, iuni, that misbonin is seeking knowledge in order to know the ideas for their own sake, whereas mahashiv is practical thinking when you're thinking as a actor in the physical world doing things I see. okay so what he's describing and the reason why i think this is important is he's descri- he says ha when you are Mechashiv on these same things so what what things is he talking about the things you contemplate the things like. you contemplate which were the creations the creations masav ubruum honeyflang hagdolim so so with avasham you're contemplating the planets and the stars and the phenomena in the world and you're filled with Ava's gem but then when you switch to machshava mode where you are or what we call it I guess a Michele type mode right where you're thinking in a practical sense and now the self enters into the picture because when you're thinking as a uh, Miss Bonane, you're not thinking about the self but when you're thinking about practical stuff it's all like what can I do and what am I doing for me so then what happens? Immediately he recoils back. And he uh, fears and trembles. And he knows that he is a puny, lowly, dark creature standing with a frail mind before a being who is perfect in knowledge. <laughs> it's one of the greatest sentences. It's a beautiful sentence, yeah. Kamosh uh, Amar David. Like David says, and I'm actually going to click on the hyperlink so I can read the full pasuk, uh, the full pasukim until in uh, Ches, he says. Um, so actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to read the full uh, Dalit He, Vav and, uh, and Vav. Yeah. So Ki Eresh Mase Et when I behold your heavens and the work of your fingers, Yarech Asher Konanta, the moon and the stars that you have established. Uh, that's again a reference to the fact that you're contemplating like astronomy. Um, what is man that you should know that, that you should remember him? adam And what is the son of man that you should, uh, uh, like, uh, pay attention to him. Okay. So it's like this feeling of, of extreme humility that like, I'm just nothing. How can God even like, uh, concern himself with me? Okay. And I, I think that like those two modes of the, um, uh, misbonin and machashiv. Uh, I don't think you can experience them simultaneously. Like that's the way my understanding of it, meaning either you are thinking like, you know, as a Selim Elohim, just a mind encountering ideas, or you're thinking like as a, a human with an animal component that can act on the world and do things. And when you're thinking in the first mode, you're in Ava Sushant mode, but then as soon as you start reflecting on the self, then you, you're overwhelmed with yira, you know? So it's like this, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I don't think you're experiencing them like simultaneously because like, like, like there's a um, a rabbi sheet on a tape. I I don't remember if he was defining humility or Avas Hashem, but he said it's when the, when the I becomes an it, Uh, (laughs) the I meaning that, yeah. Right. Like, like when Einstein is thinking about the world, there is no ego. There's no I it's, it, it, he's just another phenomenon in the universe, and he's thinking about it. But then, when you're in the the mode, you are in the ego, like you are in the I, and you're thinking of uh, of stuff that you can do and like in, impact you can have on the world.
1: Yeah. So, so I understand that the mechshev incorporates your own perspective, and yeah, your own, uh, your own being into the picture. Yeah. But what exactly does that does that look like? Meaning, you think about what a like a plant is relative to you.
0: Um. So I, I think the. Uh, the, that's a good question. I mean, let me think about it for one second here. Actually, let's do one more thing. Supplement with his definition. Go to Parikh Dalad, because he defines Yerush Hashem again, and I actually have never quite gotten a grasp of, of why he defines it twice and what the difference is in the definition. So it's at the very end, uh, in Halakha um, uh, Yudbez. Okay. Um, So um, he says, so this is after he's gone through like all of the phenomena about the universe that he wants to talk about. And he says, when a person uh, is misboning in these things, and he recognizes all of the creations. Uh, And this is like, um, sounds like he's just listing examples, but this is like uh, categories. Malach are non-physical existences. Galgal, he held were, Unchanging physical existences. They held that the celestial spheres were physical, but they were unchanging. And then Adam of Kyoto is the terrestrial realm where you have, um, well, Adam is like a combination of physical and non physical, and then Kyoto is like other uh, physical things. Vira. Is
1: there any analog for Kago?
0: Uh, not that I know of, yeah. Um, vira chakhmaso shel hakarsharhu bchol haytzim bchol abruin and he sees the wisdom of karsharhu in all of the form, the the formations and creations mosif avalamakum so that increases his love of god vetzma nafsho veyachna besarlo lehavasmagan barhu um and his soul thirsts and his flesh yearns to love uh god bless his um vira vifchan misif luso vidaluso va and he fears and 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 trembles from his lowliness and uh, I don't know the difference between Shafal and Dal, right? Both of them mean lowly, his lowliness and his uh, lowliness, uh, inferiority, I guess, kalusa and his frailty. And here, here's the phrase, Kishaya'aruch atzmo echad miha gufos haqadoshim When he compares himself or evaluates himself in comparison to one of these gufos hagdolim, um these, large and holy bodies. And that's, again, talking about the spheres. And Kol when he compares himself to the pure forms that are separate from matter, that's the angels. He finds himself as a vessel filled with shame and embarrassment uh, or humiliation, empty and deficient. Okay, so to answer your question, like, it involves, it does involve a comparison, you know, a comparison of the self to the creations themselves. You know, that's not an obvious gem that's in years gem. So like the way I get it is like, I mean, uh, be, uh, you know, this is maybe not the best analogy, but like if you have an animal like a dog and like suddenly like it is confronted with an elephant, you know, it like cowers because there's a larger creature than it And like that somehow is the feeling as well when you contemplate how small you are in the grand scheme of things in the universe and how like your existence is just like a blip on the radar of time and like your size. I mean, even in the Ramam's world, then, then like earth and man were very small compared to the rest of the universe. But now we know it's just like, it's crazy. We're crazy. Like infinitesimal speck of of nothing, you know? Um, So I think it's just an animalistic recognition of, like, we, we walk around as uh, with with our ego thinking that we are big, strong, and important, and infinite. And, like, when we're forced to confront the uh, the fact that really the opposite is true of all that, it's just a diminution of the self, you know? Um, that's another quote I have on the wall. Let me find it. Uh, hmm. The... Uh, oops, I don't know why my... Uh, you know, maybe the reason why I have so many computer problems with... Um, uh, when, I'm, when I'm giving shear is because Zoom eats into the uh, into the memory or something like that. I, I don't know the uh, like everything else is slower. Visiting Forever Open. This is, to open. Uh, this is uh, I'll, I'll describe the quote before I read it. This is um I was gonna say Lance Armstrong but it's Neil Armstrong right? <laughs> Neil Armstrong when he uh um when he first saw the uh. The moon, or sorry, when he first saw the uh, Earth from the moon, he says, uh, "It suddenly struck me that that tiny pea, pretty and blue, was the Earth." I put up my thumb and shut one eye, and my thumb blotted out the planet Earth. I didn't feel like a giant; I felt very, very small. <laughs> you know, that seems to be like the type of uh, of Yura uh, inducing experience that the Roman was talking about there. You know, yeah. So, um, the only one that the Ram doesn't define explicitly, I mean, he talks about it a lot, is Zakhira. So, he defines avishem very clearly and Yirshem very clearly. Zakhira, obviously, is the opposite of shikha, which is uh, when the awareness, you know, Shikha practically speaking, is not when you. Uh, w- okay, we, we use shikha in two ways, right? One is when you you are absolutely unable to recall an idea. Right, like I've forgotten what it was like to be one year old, you know. But then the other type of shikha is where it is not in the conscious mind. Right, it's like it lapses into the background. Um, and I, th- I get the impression when he talks about the need to be zocher sabore Tamid, that's the type of, of of that zakhira is remedying that type of shikha, of like this uh, awareness. And the fact that he phrases it with brachos is zochers means that we're framing God as the creator of the universe. You know, not as the no Torah, not as the uh, you know the, the the whatever other terms about God you want to use. You know, so this that category of brachos brachos ayira is is trying to con- continually reframe your experiences in terms of recognizing them vis a vis the bore olam. You know, so given all this, those were the premises that I didn't flesh out yesterday, but that's what I mean when I say that is reframing um, sleep. Right, so sleep is a phenomenon of the of the universe. It's a phenomenon of, 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 uh, of, nature of the nature of man. You have to sleep, but most people don't think about it. Uh, they just think about it as something that impinges on my ability to act or to live my life as I want to, you know, uh, or something that, that I take pleasure in, you know, um, that, uh, I, I, I want to sleep uh, hold on a whole other second. there's a meme. Um, how, what did I call it? Uh, I have a lot of. I gotta, I gotta look at my Torah meme folder. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, Torah memes. I must have called it something to do with Hamafiel. Um Let me see. This. Or Hamap. Oh, yeah. Second
1: quote,
0: please. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right
0: yeah um so i'll read it here so it's, it's it was a tweet uh in in the form of a dialogue between god and man god you probably have 70 to 80 years at most before you die ideally man oh well i'll make the most of god you'll be unconscious for one third of the time man uh God leans in. That'll be your favorite part. <laughs> you know. So like, like that, that's another way that, that we think of sleep, where like you're you're just uh, you're unconscious and it's pleasurable. You just gotta you forget about life and everything like that. So now what Bracha of Hamapio is trying to do is it's trying to reframe this first of all as this is a feature of the universe of the physical universe that you are subject to because you're a physical being. That's Sorhebene Adam. That's Hamapiel Chavle Shena Al Enai, no matter how you define shena you know if you don't sleep you get spasms your eyes dim you know that's a major lesion so that's that's i think zahir sabore and yira right but then it tries to infuse it with a positive framing of it that really what you are essentially is not a physical organism even though you 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 are you do have a physical component but really you are a cell melokim And your, your, your physical existence is not just for the sake of physical strength or physical pleasure or physical uh, domination, it is so that you can be engaged in Torah. And that's where the, that second part of the bracha comes in to try to redirect this as this is your Avodah Hashem, so that your body can be healthy, so that your Nefesh can be Yashara Ladaz as Hashem, you know, and that's where the Bakash comes in for the, um, for that part, you know. Um, so it really is is a, is a package deal here. You know, it's I think this is an example of like all three where it's, it's framing. It's reminding you that this is part, you are part of the Bria and this is part of the Bria, which puts you into the years Hashem and Zakhir Hashem mode, and then facilitates your, your, your journey as a developing Ohef Hashem, you know, by trying to redirect you in that direction. Yeah. All right. Uh, one other thing which we didn't fully explain is the Bakasha, right? So if you want to get a Gemara Brachos, you can, uh, or you could just listen to what uh, to me read it. Uh, it is it's not very long. Um, it's so this is speculative on my part. Okay, um, uh, I was thinking. So the, the question is like, how can Rav Amram go and just add, uh, you know, add a bracha or add a request in? You know, so um, we we can see how it's an appropriate request, but how can he just do that? Uh, any thoughts? I know it's hard to answer in a vacuum without knowing like the parameters of like adding stuff into brachos.
1: Yeah,
0: so it's not changing the same. So that, that's one thing he's got going for him is that there's a uh, you know the halakha kolam shetavu uh, brachos uh, eno that anyone who changes the matbea like the the form format of the bracha. So I think some people will say that that would mean even the the words. But like the uh, budirin I don't have the citation on hand says. I think he, he's the one who says that, or maybe it's the Aruch HaShokhan. The Aruch HaShokhan says it means specifically changing, like, whether it opens with Baruch or ends with Baruch, like, messing with the Psiqa and the Hasima. Mm-hmm. But inside, doesn't mean you can just have a heyday and do whatever you want, but, like, there's there's leeway, you know. So, here's what I think, and I I, I, I don't know the Sugiyah well enough to say this, uh, like, uh, with halakhic authority, but... I was thinking about the context of hamapil. Hamapil is not a bracha that is said in isolation. What is the larger institution that hamapil is part of? Kriyesh malamita. malamita, right? Is so that true? yeah. Um, so I was looking at, and that's going to uh, to everybody. Um, historically, I don't know whether it was true because I don't know what like when each one was uh, started to be practiced. But the Gemara introduced Kriyesh malamita with uh, it says, Rabbi Shulben Levi." pi Ahopishakara Adam Krieshma, the Vesakines, mitzvah likroso al mitaso, right? So even though a person read Krieshma in the Ves Knessis meaning for Mariv, it is a mitzvah to read it on his bed. Amravyosi, Mikara, um Rigzuval Techatao, Imrubil Vavham Al Mishkafham V Domusela. Okay, so that's the uh the possi that's the source of it, right? Um uh difficult possible to translate, right? Tremble and do not sin. Say in your hearts on your beds and be silent. Okay, whatever. So um, so the question is why why do you read the Shema again? This is clearly not from Mitsos Shema. So what's the what's the purpose of Kriyashma Hamita? Protection. Okay, so there's two classic answers given. One is uh, protection, and that is from uh, I don't know if this is the original source, but the first source I encountered was Tosvos. First Tosvos in Shas. He says, mm-hmm. The ode to Oza Kriyashma Samuhl Mita Ena Bishvil Hamazikin. So, it's for the sake of the Mazikin, the damagers, right? Um, and the other, the other, yeah? Yeah, Rosh says it's the Yotse Kriyashima. Oh, yeah? Okay, so I guess I was assuming, I was taking Rabbi Yushub and Levi that even though you read it in the Basic Kinesis, meaning even though you're Yotse um I, I don't know what leads Rashi to read it that way, Do you know? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think it's because Rashi says, he says it, it's weird, he says it in context of Davening Marv mm. uh, before it Oh, okay. So it's right, like just but before it's, yeah. It, so you weren't Yotei right? So that, that, so yeah.
0: Only the first
1: paragraphs that were SS, so I see
0: that. Okay, so that, that's that, that. That's definitely uh, true. I guess I, my assumption, my question is like, if it's not for being Yote. so Mazikin is one, and then I think so. The Ramam doesn't mention anything about Mazikin. Uh, he he implies. I think this is from a Yerushalmi that you go to sleep from Divrei Torah, like that Divrei is the thing that you you know that you. You're saying the Torah and then going into sleep right after that, uh, which is why it's Kriyashma and then there's Minhagim to say like Pesukim Rachamim, you know. So I was thinking about the Mazikin thing. So what's shot in to protect you from Mazikin? What Mazikin, I guess, is the question. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's two basic approaches you could take. I think there's um, there's Physical threats, okay. And according to that, I think you'd have to say something about uh, like hashgacha. That, um, for example, in the Sefer HaChinuch, when he's explaining um, why you say, uh, it says that same Rabbi Shlomo Ben Levi says that you say the shir shall tigayim, uh, the the you know the, the, the Psalm of uh, of afflictions. And um, and in order to protect you when you go to bed. So, question is, what does that mean? So, the, the Sefer Chinuch says, what does it mean to say these things to protect you? It says, "Kolomoshem amiras eloham izmorim." This is in Sefer Chinuch Tafkuf uh, Yud uh, Beis. Eloham izmorim toil lishmor min hanazikin. That these psalms are beneficial in protecting you from harms. Okay, nizikin Va'amru b'brachos Rabbi Shulben Levi masadir l'hu lahani kray vagani. So Rabbi Shubin Levy would uh, arrange these. these took him, and they would shield him, okay? This is in the context of uh, not saying, like, incantations and believing that words can protect you magically. So he says, halila, that this is talking about, like, magical protection. Right? Because I'll say, it's usher to heal yourself with words of Torah. Okay, aval. So what does it mean? Rabbi Shubin Levin said that you should say these mizmorim they contain statements that arouse the soul of the one who knows them. To take shelter in Hashem, may he bless himself, and to place all of their security in him. And to establish in his heart fear of God. And to rely on his kindness and his beneficence. Alze, And from this arousing Arousal, meaning this, uh, you know, uh, mobilization of his soul to take security. and fear on in Hashem, Nishmar Nezak. He will, without a doubt, be guarded from every harm. Okay. So that
1: to say, because you're putting your trust in God, he'll he'll protect he'll you. Pay
0: you back. Uh, he'll 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 yeah, protect like, you be, If you trust him
1: to protect you, he will protect you
0: Yeah, that's what it sounds like now, I, I don't think he would say it's a guarantee, right But right. The, the principle of the thing is that the more security in God you take And the more your Hashem you have Then the more you fall under his Hashgafa And that'll protect you from I, I think he says Mikol Nezek Kol Nezek, I think, means like actual harms right. You know So that's one way to approach it The other way to approach it is what you said That the Mazikim are not physical harm But some other kind of harm So the, 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 the here the Meiri is the, is the best Interpretation of this, right? So the that Gemara, and Bracos about Kriyash Almita says, So uh, the, the explanation is to to make the mazikim flee. So what are the mazikim? it's uh, Lee its explanation, according to me, how you doing, is is the known mazikim. You know, the guys you're familiar with, namely Vemadeos false ideas. Okay, those are the mazikim. Uh, Hashem, uh um And it is necessary at times of freedom, uh freedom I think means like from your worldly occupations, meaning like when you're gonna to go to sleep, Liachid es to reflect on Hashem, on God's oneness, so that you don't err in hashnius. In, in I mean, people could say in Zoroastrianism, but that was just one particular version of Shnir's, of believing that there are two gods. Okay, and when you read with kavana, with proper kavana, your bed will be secure from them. Now, what what exactly is this threat of believing in two gods that you'd be prone to at night? Uh, it's like when you sleep. Imagine. Okay, so what kinds of imaginings would lead you to believe in two gods? And what two gods? Like Hashem and, <laughs> you know. I guess kind of what I'm asking also is like, what is this? What is the belie- the nature of the belief in, 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 in duality and in, 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 in two gods? Like, where does that come from? Like, what is that? And then why is that a threat at this time? I'm
1: Just like kind of throwing it out there, Maybe yeah. That you think it was like kind of like a god of the day and a god of the night. Okay,
0: that that's one possibility. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I was thinking that and I don't know which one is more of uh, a conservative approach and which one's not, but like that, um, I think the belief that there are two gods is like your human psyche, psyche is inherently prone to that because there's good and there's bad in the world, you know? So it's very easy to think that there's one source of all the good and one source of all the bad, you know? Um, and all, this is a big theme in the world, Babs, Pirush, on world, because he, he held that that was a belief in Mitzrayim and the, the B'nai Israel and the Midbar were constantly prone to believing in, in uh, in like two two deities, and that they that when um, you know uh, whatever. So that's a this whole another thing. But um, but like when you're asleep and there's the threat of mazikim of like physical mazikim, like like you could be harmed, or you're thinking about the bad stuff that can happen the next day. So then there's this feeling that maybe there are two types of forces in the world, good and bad. But we hold in old Milvado and Hashem Achad that. Every, there is nothing other than Hashem, and everything that happens in the world is as a result of his will in Hashgah HaKalas or Hashgah HaPratis, you know? So you're you're recentering yourself in terms of, of that. So here's my theory. Again, I don't know how this works halakhically, but how does Rav Amram Golan have the right to, like, insert a bakasha in? Well, yeah, saying, sure.
1: Based on everything we just said, there's no connection between Hamapia and Shema? two
0: separate things. Oh right. So it is two separate things, but the context of Hamapil is is uh, in this context of Krishnamahamita. And what I, I, I'm I'm theorizing here is that that because Hamapio is being said in this context of saying Psuke Rachamim for shielding from Mazikim. And like you have these anxieties about the night itself and its threats and you have metaphysical uh, threats of like believing in false uh, ideas and you have like anxieties about what's going to happen the next day. So then we, we take this moment where you're already focusing on what the true nature of sleep is and the true purpose of sleep. And we use it as an opportunity to have a Bakasha from God to alleviate those insecurities. In other words, rather than feeling insecure when you go to sleep, you're doing what the Sefer Chinook said, which is you're putting your trust in God and asking him to take care of all these things that you are, uh, that you have anxiety about, you know. So that's why I'm saying, I, I don't know if this alone, this alone can't justify a halakhic deviation from like the text of the Baruchah established by the Anshachanesa Zagadola, but it is appropriate to do this at this time, because that's the entire function of Hamapiyo, and it's the context of Kriyash Malamita, which is the context in which you say Hamapiyo. That's the theory. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we didn't finish all of the phrases here uh, in Homopio, so maybe, maybe we'll uh, we'll come back to it uh, at least one day next week. But uh, at least we got a nice overview of all the brachos and uh, and this. Yeah. All righty.
1: So we'll again finish Homopio ne- next time?
0: I guess so. We'll see. <laughs> if you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Weiss.